Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, episode 113. This is Boss Rush Games Xbox Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deer. Again, alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. Hey. Hey, Jesse. Is <laughs> I that, shaved. Is, is that the... Uh, I know. Oh, you shaved? Yeah, shaved mm-hmm. a little bit. Doesn't it feel weird when you shave, when you don't shave for a long time? I'm yeah, about- it... I I got like it's hard to see because my uh, it's funny my uh, my beard hair and stuff is way like like three times lighter than my my actual hair, but um but yeah you, so it's hard to see it and even in the video but but yeah I just I had let it for a, go for a while but like I just yeah, after a while I just have to shave it most of it off because I don't mind having a beard I just. I just after a while I get kind of sick of it, but I'm I'm uh, also uh, like I'll have a kind of a, a shave design going on that I'm gonna and my hair will be actually black. I'm one of these shows I might actually have black hair because I'm gonna dye it dye it all black because uh, I'm my friend is getting married on uh, on Halloween. And uh, so instead of dressing up in like a suit and all that stuff, we get to just dress up in a uh, costume. And I'm gonna be uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be dressing up like uh, like a Naruto character. And but I'm gonna actually do my real hair all like his and stuff. But yeah. So speaking speaking of uh, the shaved ones, also joining us is our lore archivist on Tower <laughs> Casuals, Mister Josh Finney. Hey guys, uh, Colonel <laughs> Colonel Panic Joe Wilson is out tonight celebrating with his family. Mm. Mm. Priorities, Joe. Come on. Mm. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Josh, how are you? I'm I'm good. Besides I'm good. sweating it's, your balls off, dude. Listen, the the ongoing AC nightmare that I have addressed on Tower Casuals ad nauseum is it's getting out of hand. Uh, it, it, we are on day eleven of this not being fixed. Um, they brought us a portable AC unit yesterday and hooked it up in our bedroom. So my bedroom is like an icebox right now. But even if we leave the door open, it does not cool down the rest of the apartment. Hmm. It just makes the apartment kind of humid. So we keep the door closed yeah. as much as possible. So my girlfriend is in there right now with the ice cold air. And I am <laughs> in the office just praying that this gets fixed in the next couple Here. of days. They told us Here early this burning week, place. Dude, they told us early this week that they would be they'd be in here on like probably Tuesday, I think. And they're going to have to rip our entire AC unit out, put a new AC unit in, put a new thermostat in. I'm just like, God, please hurry, because I can't do laundry or anything right now because it just heats the apartment up way too much. Like, I can't use my oven. I can't use my yeah. stove. It's terrible. Uh, we've eaten so much takeout. Like, it's getting so expensive for us. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's just it, it's bad and she you know she's got to start work this week too so she's got to be asleep during the day mm. i'm like mm-hmm. oh my god this is the worst mm. like i need y'all to fix it so i can sit out in the living room and not have to be in the bedroom to keep cool mm. or sit in my car <laughs> um nerd uh, nerd journalist is in the chat he said uh did josh's beard melt off uh yeah my that's that's what happened i did not shave my my beard absolutely melted off and uh i'm I'm drinking beer to keep cool yeah both of both of our beards were taken in the rapture (laughs) Corey's is still fine well to be fair mine mine was gone like a week ago because i shaved and i put the wrong trimmer head on again and it was just like completely almost gone so i I hate that feeling because like it does, I just need to. I just need to stop being lazy and go get a new trimmer with actual like beard trimming heads on it. But mm-hmm. I'm lazy and I I don't do that uh, because I would rather spend my money on you know a new gaming monitor that I'm looking at on Amazon right now. It's amazing. Joe recommended well, it. I said something below three hundred fifty dollars, and he sends me this five hundred dollar monitor, and I'm like, well, now I <laughs> feel like if I don't get this one. I'm going to let people down. So, uh, but, uh, I have two good news things, guys, two good news things. One, I got this Sega Genesis mini. Very, very excited for this. Very excited. Uh, guys, I don't know if you know this, but there is Tetris for Genesis on here. I did not even know that existed. I didn't either. Also, it has Castle of Illusion and only Sonic 1 and 2, but not 3 or Sonic and Knuckles, which is interesting. Also, yeah, the best Genesis game of all time, Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist, is not on there. So Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. Um, yeah. So, yes, uh, so Laron is also in the chat. Yes, Laron, Columns is on here, but who plays Columns when you have Tetris? Let's be honest. <laughs> just going to throw it out there. Also, the other good news thing today, the Browns are 4 and 1 everybody. The Browns are 4 and 1. It's awesome. Very excited. We beat the Colts today. The Colts Philip Rivers threw us two interceptions including a pick six. So thank you Philip Philip Rivers for uh being the old man quarterback you are. So <laughs> it was very, I'm rather every... disgruntled right now. <laughs> Why? Because the 2020, Seahawks? everything sucks. Of course, of course, the only good thing that would ever happen is the Browns actually. You just, a good you winning. just have like a almost world-ending <laughs> pandemic, and the Browns are good. Listen, the, the Lions Lakers still are, suck. The Lakers though. are up by 27 right now. The, the Seahawks are losing 10 nothing at the two-minute warning for half to the vikings i i am i'm in shambles over here okay this is not a good sports day for me <laughs> i did very upset it's third and 24 it guys it's third and 24 i can't i can't do this russell Will, russell wilson's just gonna throw a deep bomb for a touchdown dude listen listen they need to let russ cook i'm, I'm so <gasps> what's his new catchphrase that he started unlimited saying? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Un- here, here is an example of how bad tonight has gone. Okay. Russell Wilson has 31 yards passing. Has completed six out of six passes. He is our leading rusher with 23 yards. We have not had the ball. This is bad. This is real bad. 
<laughs> I need the Seahawks to win because they're the one bright spot in 2020 for me. <laughs> you could become a I Browns fan. I need Russell to get his MVP on. Oh man! Speaking of speaking of football, that Dak Prescott injury today. Oh. It's horrifying. It's oh. horrifying, dude. I was like. It was trending on Twitter. I'm like, oh, Dak Prescott got injured. Oh, no. So I was like, I wonder what happened. So I clicked on it, expecting to read an article, yes, not watch a video of his ankle literally spinning around on his leg and him <sighs> biting a towel. Like, uh, it was gross, dude. It was like one of those injuries where you like want to throw up watching it. It was almost as bad as that college player's bone going through his leg that one year. Remember that? Oh, Christ. I don't, yeah. I don't remember that one. I remember the Paul George injury where he broke his shin. Or the Sid Vicious one. His, uh, his, <laughs> the literally, his one. entire shin went through the skin. It, well, oh, God, dude. Yeah. That is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. That's worse yeah. than any horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, like when you see someone's leg just turn to gelatin before your eyes. Yeah. It, like it's, it's just not, yeah. It's not. Oh, third third good news of the day. I sold my Mario Tennis Nintendo 64 complete in box for $50. So, third good thing today. Man, this this month has been real good to me. <laughs> so, look, if you take that 38 to 6 victory away from the Ravens from the Browns, look, we might not have a questionable football team. Just saying. So, anyways, uh let's I know Josh is sweating. We're gonna. Prob- Josh is dying. Right yeah, now. it's it's the middle of October and it was ninety six today. Josh, I don't want to break yeah. your heart or anything, but I actually wore a hoodie today and. Uh, I hate you. Stop talking. I mean, if you want to know, <laughs> I was, it's sixty one it degrees here today, right now. 61. I almost said it earlier that one of these days, a couple like a week ago, I had to turn the heat on back on because it was good. Josh I, I, hate both of you. I want to tell I you it's like 40 degrees I literally out. just wiped sweat off my forehead the sitting high, in my the high on Thursday is 53 degrees here the high is 53 degrees the high on Thursday is going to be 82 here <laughs> and we'll see if my AC is fixed by then because apparently it's supposed to be 82 then 86 and then 90 we're supposed to get 90 degree days again this week Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> yep. So, uh, but anyways, we're gonna get into this housekeeping. This is Arsenal X, the Xbox show here on Boss Rush Games. Every week, we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about the latest news, rumors, games, and more in the world of Xbox. You can catch us live on Sunday nights here on Twitch.tv/BossRushGames and live. At 9 p.m. Eastern uh, to join the conversation. If you can't join us live, no big deal. You can catch us on youtube.com slash boss rush games and podcast services everywhere on tuesday mornings remember to like subscribe share rate and review wherever you consume our show and you can catch all of our content and our family of shows on bossrushgames.com. we have a giveaway gentlemen giveaway yes we do I'm ready for this first i was like you know what three months sounds nice but you know what would be even better six months six whole months of game pass gentlemen we are giving it away hmm. uh we're, we're giving away six months of Game Pass on November 8th during our live show, uh, just in time for you to add 100-plus quality games to your launch day Xbox Series X experience. Uh, you can enter our contest uh, by following these simple rules. Follow us on Twitter. Reply with a screenshot of where you listen to us. Retweet it and tag two friends. The cutoff for entries is November 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern. 
because we need that hour to gather a winner and you know that kind of stuff so enter follow us on twitter at arsenal x podcast that is at arsenal x podcast and follow those simple rules and we will let you know who won on november 8th so yeah, yeah so it's a good time it's good a time. it's a value it that is you're getting it is it's like we're giving <laughs> you we're giving away 100 games so yeah some well, would say it's plus. more than 100 games yeah what? what'd you say <laughs> what'd you say Jeff? some would say it's more than 100 games yeah 100 yeah. plus quality games according to microsoft so well and if you include uh the uh, soon soon to be uh ea games and whatever and the bethesda games and everything so yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's we're 60 te- games guys, alone we're, from we're just EA. giving we're just giving away the xbox <laughs> series x version of skyrim yeah. actually we talked to todd we got it early <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I guess we'll I guess we'll talk about some news. Oh wait, no. You know what? You know what we didn't talk about? You know what we didn't talk about? Our Series X pre-order update, two K twenty. Oh God. Jesse, yours is paid in full. Hopefully, Amazon doesn't cancel it because uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how to give you that money back. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my target pre-order has not been canceled yet, so that's good. Josh, how are you? How how's yours looking? My my Amazon one is holding strong. I'm uh, I have not checked the uh, the uh, what do you call it the the Microsoft Store order yet, and uh, now I'm a little scared. <laughs> uh, I, I I am actively doing that. We could go on with the show. I'm going to be be checking this while we're doing this. Nice. Okay, so. One of the big things that happened this week, um, I know tomorrow that you, I, Josh, you said you think the embargo is up uh, tomorrow on Series X gameplay stuff. Uh, yes. But since we record this on Sunday, we will probably talk about that next week if it happens. Uh, shocking news last week, actually, right after we ended recording, uh, Microsoft and GameStop have a partnership, uh, it seems. Mm-hmm. That uh, is, is is really interesting. Let me get to this article here because apparently my link doesn't work. Uh, GameStop announces multi-year strategic partnership with Microsoft. Uh, I'm just going to kind of run through some details here. Uh, GameStop's... Uh, let's see. The video game retail giant GameStop has announced it has entered into a multi-year strategic partnership agreement with Microsoft. Microsoft, wow. Uh, This partnership includes both enterprise and commercial elements. GameStop's backend will now be powered by Dynamics 365, uh, Microsoft's cloud-based tech, and store reps will be equipped with Microsoft Surface devices. Uh, Microsoft 365 and Microsoft Teams will also be rolled out to more than uh, 30,000 store associates. on the Xbox front, GameStop is expanding its Xbox family of product offerings, including Xbox All Access, providing players uh, with an Xbox console and 24 months of Game Pass Ultimate with no upfront cost. Both parties will benefit from the customer acquisition, uh, from the customer acquisition and lifetime revenue value of each gamer brought into the Xbox ecosystem. Here's what the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, had to say about the new partnership. Uh, for many years, GameStop has been a strong go-to market partner for our gaming products, and we are excited to c- about continuing and evolving that relationship. 
for the launch of the Xbox Series X and S. GameStop's extensive store base focuses on digital uh, transformation in an omnichannel environment, and expert gamer associates remain an important part of our gaming ecosystem, and we're pleased to elevate our partnership. Uh, so that's happening. Uh, this was uh, from Pure Xbox, by the way, uh, this mm-hmm. article. So if you want to read more about it, you can go there, uh, amongst other things. What do you think about this odd deal? Uh, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense for both GameStop and Microsoft. Microsoft is closing all of their physical retail locations this year, uh, partially due to the COVID pandemic, partially because they just aren't really focusing on anything other than Surface tablets in there. Uh, we were talking about this last oh, last week or the week before with Joe, I believe, where he says, you know, I really wish they would do more events in store uh, to promote their mm-hmm. games and things like that. And I mean, they did it a few small demo events. I, I did one for Gears 4 a few years back. Uh, we got to play it. Uh, we got to play it like two, three months before launch. I think it was around E3 time. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then GameStop, you know, like God, we only have to go into the problems with the GameStop has on this show. They're closing <laughs> like 250, 300 ish locations this year alone uh, is what they'll close by the end of the year. And I mean, this this gives GameStop a lifeline. I, I joked when the news happened that this probably bought them about 18 to 24 months um, beyond what they would have had. And uh, I think it will. I think for Microsoft, it's just it's a way to stay relevant and a little bit competitive when it comes to a retail environment. Uh, Sony doesn't really have a deal like this. Uh, there's not many Sony stores that I can think of that aren't at outlet malls anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I think this makes sense, and, then, and it ultimately it helps GameStop. Like you can go into a GameStop store and they'll be able to be like, instead of just being like, oh you know, well let's let's pull up the account history. You know, well if you like Call of Duty, you might like this. Now they could be now with the power of you know cloud computing and stuff. They, you know, pull up your membership and they're like, oh, okay. So you play Call of Duty last year. Like, well, here's a game that's just like it. Like here, here's some, here's some DLC that goes with it. Things like that. Like it helps even, we, we talked about inept retail employees. This will help even the most inept person sell a product or a service now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's low risk, high reward for Microsoft. I think for GameStop, it was, it, it it's a move to stay alive and stay competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, yeah, we kind of talked. We kind of talked about this on Boss Rush um, this week uh, as well. But like, yeah, like as far as as far as everything goes, like I I honestly think that that this is gonna be a, a good thing for, like you said, for both. And I I really would like to see them bring that you know kind of that those ideas of things that they did at the Microsoft stores to, you know, bring more of that stuff to GameStop. Yeah. And I, you know, like a, a long time ago when we were first kind of talking about, or like X cloud and all that stuff, I never really did voice it on the, on our show, but I've just kind of been thinking about like, you know, I wonder if they're, if they're ever going to do a partnership with, with another business, you know, like, uh, say Verizon or T-Mobile or, you know, like, because with xCloud and stuff being a way for people who don't have, uh, who don't have to have an Xbox, who, who just have a phone can play Xbox games on their phone, you know, that way, if they choose to not have an Xbox or a PC at all, 
like I, I, you know, jokingly thought, you know, about stuff like that to myself. And now it's just kind of funny that of all, all things, they're kind of making a deal with, uh, with GameStop, but I still, cause I know, I know GameStop used to be, um, paired with, uh, was it like cricket mobile or something like that for a while? Yeah. They were doing something. I, I remember they, they used to have deals with, uh, with phone services, but I, I feel like a lot of that stuff I don't see as much anymore, at least around here anyways. Um, I don't know if that's still a thing, but, but yeah, I, I, like, I, I thought about like, the, the, like, could we possibly see phone stuff more in those stores and then them pushing the whole, uh, X cloud stuff where people can try it on the phone and stuff like that, having it set up in the, in the stores and and uh you know like i do like some of the cool events that they've had in the past where you could come and you there's yeah like certain thing uh microsoft games and and stuff that people could come to the stores and get to see or play early similar to like what you would have at a at like a e3 or whatever kind of thing or or you know the xo stuff um yeah, if you know, if we could get cool stuff like that, where people would be able to go there and they'd have like old events where people could come and, you know, get to play games early, you know, early demos that were would normally only be for you know like media people or whatever. Like if we could do stuff like that, that would be cool, you know, like because that's the thing like i feel like they've always you know like they're in the past they used to have way more of that kind of like the console set up with games and demos on them so people could try stuff to see if they if that's you know a console or whatever they'd be interested in or a game for that console that they'd be interested in and then a lot of that started to die die down and kind of go away at a lot of the game stops and um i would honestly like to see more like more of that stuff come back like more more physical like being able to interact with certain things or new games or or you know like get to try try things out before you know you decide whether it's something that you'd want or you know things like that like i i do kind of miss that that kind of part of uh gamestop I, you know, like the one thing I do like about GameStops is I do like that they are kind of like, I know a lot of people joke about it, but they're, you know, they're basically a, like the only toy stores left at this point. Now that Toys R Us is gone, we don't, you know, you don't really have like a good toy store other than like Target or something. Um, but, but like they do have a lot of cool things there that you can't always get anywhere else. Like I really, really want to get the, uh, the, um, the Halo uh, Nerf gun that they that they just started selling uh, this week, or last week I think it was, maybe. They have the uh, the assault rifle or whatever the uh, but it, the Halo assault rifle, but it's a Nerf gun and it looks amazing. <laughs> I want it. It's only like sixty bucks. Is it the one that Luke has? Um, it's the assault rifle, right? The green and white one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Luke has one because he posted pictures of him. Oh, okay. I don't know if you follow him on like Instagram or Facebook or whatever. But like he 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 posted this really hilarious face or Instagram story of like 
Luke the mm-hmm. Spartan, and it's just during yeah. like the pandemic, and it's just him with his Master Chief helmet on, reading like Halo comic books and like putting together Mega Blocks and like shooting this Nerf gun, but it's all in his house because he's bored because he can't be a, a real Spartan. On the... It's hilarious. It's really funny. Shout out to Luke, by the way, and uh, Xbox expansion pass. It's a yeah. Good show. You guys should go listen to it if you aren't already. So, uh, anything else to say on this? Uh, I mean, I don't really have any. No, I mean, it's it's way. pretty straightforward. It's just you know we can't really yeah. say much until we start seeing how the business strategy shakes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think especially with next gen consoles coming and with the holiday rush coming, this is a really this is yet another low risk, high reward partnership for Microsoft. I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and like one of the other things I kind of said to like on on Boss Rush that I I really would like to see more of it, and you know if, if they're gonna stay open as a business with a lot of people buying games digitally, is um I would like to see like every game you know like every big title game come out in those little mini those miniature uh, cases with the with a digital code in it even if they have to you know. Like I, I just think those miniature uh, little um, cases are just so cool looking, and and that you know, like they they have an opportunity to do something that's more on the collector's side, you know, too. Where if people want to get something like a really cool, neat designed case or whatever, like that, you can only get through GameStop of Xbox games or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like I mean, they they there's there's a million things that they could do. I feel like to kind of try to, you know, renew, uh, you know, the fun stuff of a, of a physical, you know, a store that you can go to a brick and mortar. Um, but you know, there's obviously like, like the Xbox, uh, itself, you know, there's a, there's a lot of turning around of a ship that needs to happen and a lot of, you know, negative and, you know, bad, bad things that, that need to be mended, you know, and kind of change, change their ways kind of of that business to, uh, to get people's respect again or, or, uh, you know, so, I mean, there's all, you know, a lot of stuff that would have to happen for it to be a, a massive hit again. But, but I do think if they, if they do, you know, the right things that it could definitely be a place that we look forward to going to again. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So the next kind of thing that's on the list here, uh, they talked a little bit about how external SSDs, uh, will a be available for series X games at some point, other than the, the ones that they're offering at launch and mm-hmm. how uh, other external SSDs will work with backwards compatible games. And uh, there's a lot of positive talk about uh, the external ones with backwards compatibility and how they work almost just as well as the internal one. And uh, just a lot of a lot of people coming out saying, don't waste your internal space on backwards compatible games because uh, the external mm-hmm. SSDs are just as good. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's great to hear. I, I have a whole list of games I want to play when this thing comes out, right? Like a yeah. backwards compatible stuff. Uh, so yeah. I'm glad to see that the, that they're having other external SSDs also be compatible at some point. 
um, yeah. which I think, well, yeah, I think we yeah, knew they, and jo- Josh brought it up last week. I think, right, right, Josh, I think you brought it up last week where, yeah, they did say that, but it was kind of, they just didn't have any information on it. So everybody just kind of wrote it off. So, I mean, what I think, I think we're getting confused on external, on our definition of external SSDs, external yeah. hard drives and SSDs have always been confirmed. What I was getting at was, um, the cards that are going to go in the expansion slot yeah yeah that, that was the was one confirmed. that was kind of vague um yeah. the one that runs on the uh the exact speed of the internal drives which is the top mm-hmm. of the line you know next gen basically ssds like it costs you about 200 bucks for a one terabyte of that kind of memory so not really shocking here that they are going to partner with companies other than Seagate. It's just, I think Seagate is going to continue to be the official Xbox partner. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, and and I think that guarantee you have something on the market within six months guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, it was just a matter of, you know, like Seagate was able to, to do the, you know, do that and offer something on, on release day. You know, like because they they were they were kind of like ahead of ahead of it or whatever, and they had they had it all you know figured out with them because they just wanted to have something be, you know set up before release so they could have some availability of stuff is what it seems like, and but but then they would eventually they you know they said then we would have other other people who will make stuff for them. So, you know, you'll have options. Yeah. I mean, so the thing is, uh, they, they did officially announce Seagate is like their official partner. They're the only ones that Microsoft like shared the velocity architecture with ahead of time. Um, they did this the first time that they made external hard drives work on Xbox as well. They came Mm -hmm. out with the Seagate branded. They still have that deal. I don't think they've ever done an official Xbox branded one, but we've seen the limited edition cyberpunk gears, five Jedi fallen order ones, um, it's it's gonna keep happening, yeah. and you know, hey, whatever. Like see if ones that one. aren't, yeah, see if these one, but ones that aren't officially like Xbox branded, like don't have that little logo on it. I imagine are going to be cheaper because you're not having to put in the money to. Sure, Xbox will like still take some of it, not as much as the official branded product. And of course, Seagate wants money because they're the official branded one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would expect to see a one terabyte on the market by this time next year, like probably for about 150. Um, the, 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 it's priced the way it is at market value because only the diehards are going to get it right away. Right. Yeah. Well, so, and, um, and it's, and it is still, you know, like it is still fairly a new, a new thing. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like it's, yeah, it, it's like, look at us, look at, um, you know, micro SDs and stuff like that. Those things were just ungodly expensive for the longest time yeah. and yeah, now you can get now you can extra, get like a yeah like a 64 gig one for like eight bucks <laughs> like in some places uh, an external ssd is still that hooks up via yeah. a usb 3.2 i think is what we're up to now is still yeah. pricey that is still yeah. not cheap but it is cheaper mm-hmm. than this yeah, ba- yeah back in march i just pulled it up from the verge back in march they announced that seagate was going to be the official uh holder of yeah. it with the uh, the nveme nvme 4.0 connection yeah so um and they, you know they announced the other ones um so cool yeah yeah 
Yeah, that's, I mean, we kind of, like you said, we kind of <clears throat> figured that would be the case eventually, but it's, you know, it's good to have some, uh, you know, official confirmation, mm-hmm. you know, so now we know for a fact that we will have options, you know, yeah. which goes along with their kind of their messaging they've been trying to do with their, this whole entire thing, right? You know, like we right. want to give people options. So, yeah. So, uh, all right. So the, the kind of the final news story here, uh, Xbox Fan Fest is happening. Uh, it's going all digital. It has uh, kind of some different uh, digital events going on. Let me just get to the here. Let me get this, these facts straight so I don't mess anything up here. Uh, after six years of the event uh, being held in person, Microsoft has announced that its uh, celebratory Xbox Fan Fest experience is going digital, allowing more fans the opportunity to come together throughout the year. The company says that the Xbox Fan Fest uh, will add, quote, digital exclusive experiences for fans to jump in and participate virtually in some really fun ways, with registrations beginning on the official Xbox Fan Fest website at 6 p.m. Pacific on October 12th, which was, which is what, tomorrow? Uh, so, yeah. It's going to offer you priority access. Uh, you'll, you will join our FanFest email list to be the among the first to hear about upcoming FanFest exclusives, uh, first access to select Xbox events, experiences, and merch drops. Uh, let's see. Exclusive access, uh, access uh, to curated digitally physical event uh, experiences and sweepstakes created for FanFest, and... Uh, 100 Microsoft Rewards Points. Fans can earn 100 Microsoft Rewards Points upon registration, and your participation in exclusive experience can earn you additional points. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I think FanFest is a good thing. Uh, I mm-hmm. always at least enjoy watching it. Sometimes I feel like it's a little bit overproduced, but I appreciate what it's trying to do, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh Fan FanFest was the thing they had in what Mexico City last year, right? FanFest has been held before E3 and before like other various EXO events. I think they've done a couple of packs. Yeah. Um it's basically just like their fan gathering, but it has taken mm-hmm. on a new prominence at E3. Uh, our friend of the show Luke, he uh he was at the Xbox FanFest I want to say 2019, 2018 or 2019. He he got yeah, to go to it. Yeah. Um, we, he and I were just talking about this last week before this news broke, actually. Um, this is a really cool thing. Like in, in an era where it's really hard to have a physical event, like even next year, like physical events are going to be strongly in doubt, at least for North America. This mm-hmm. allows for something like they started the XO events up again, like XO 19 happened last year. And that's where we got the announcement of grounded. Tell me why ever wild. Uh, we mm-hmm. saw several third party games shown for the first time there. Like it's become kind of a big deal. And yes. I love that they're going to do an emphasis on digital events. It allows more people to engage with it. And I think a lot of the decision to do this came from the engagement they saw from the ID at Xbox demo week they did uh, back in July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we got to play some of the most anticipated indie games of the year, including Haven yeah. uh, and Skatebird. I, I think that was a really cool event. I'd love to see more companies uh, partner with them in the future. Uh, Jeff Keighley's hinted that something like that's going to happen for the game awards this year. Instead of just being on Steam, it's going to be on consoles again. So, mm-hmm. hey, br- nice. bring it on. I'm I'm all for 
more accessibility and like Jesse was saying earlier with the GameStop story, allowing us to play things that are normally just show floor demos. I'm not saying we need to get like you need to give access for like a game like Cyberpunk two years in advance. That yeah. that's ludicrous. That's absurd. Yeah. But yeah. maybe if something like less than six months away, like uh, just a hypothetical example, if Scarlet Nexus doesn't make it out this year, it's coming out in like March. What if a demo for that dropped in November as part of a fan fest event, as part of a hypothetical mm -hmm. fan fest? Mm -hmm. That would mm -hmm. be something that I think would be cool. Something that's in its final stages, if they're able to separate off a specific section of a mission, because demos, demos and vertical slices do take a lot of development resources to make. Yeah, those mm -hmm. E3 ones that we see typically set back a game's development by two to three months at least. Mm -hmm. So if they're being shown on stage, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm very curious to see how this pans out. I, I'm a little leery because whenever Microsoft kind of hypes something like this up, I'm like, okay, let's let's pause, let's wait and see. The, the source mm -hmm. here is Aaron Greenberg. I, I like Aaron, but Aaron also likes to overhype and get a little overexcited about things. It's it's his job as the head mm -hmm. of marketing to get you excited, but getting us excited and under delivering are, are two very real things that have happened, especially this year, I think with Microsoft. So yeah. let's, mm -hmm. I'm taking the wait and see approach here. I I'm signing up when y'all are listening to this, the signups will have been live for a few hours already. I'm signing up Monday night. I'm ready. Uh, I want to see mm -hmm. what comes of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, like that's like, yeah, you, you brought up a good, like, you know, like with the Xbox doing this year, like all those all those demo stuffs, the bringing those demo games and stuff that we had, like that was cool. Like I, I definitely would like to see more of that kind of stuff happen. And you know, because you know those demos really gave just about anyone, you know, like any kind of style of game that someone is is into. Ultimately, there was like. There was something there for just about everyone, and you know, and and something like that that can kind of bring, you know, lovers of all the different genres together to be excited, is just good for every everyone ultimately, you know. Yeah. So, and stuff like that is definitely you know a big, because I mean you know like when we talk about the old days like you know back in the day like. You know, like we would get demo demo discs with like magazines or we you could go to, you know, you could go to uh, different restaurants or whatever would be giving you giving stuff out for things, you know, like demos used to be like uh, the holy grail of like yeah. of, you know, like being able to get to play something early and you know, just getting super excited for it. I mean, that was the cool demos thing that we talk about that people played like more than a regular game. I mean, that was the know? cool thing about Xbox 360, where every indie game had a demo. And uh, you know, I can't tell you how many indie games I played because of demos. Right? I mean, mm -hmm. it was so awesome. I, I like that you brought up that the indie games on 360 had that because something Phil Spencer was actually talking about this week in regards to their plans for XCloud and how it's going to expand is. Uh, in an internal letter when they were talking about the workaround that they're working on for iOS, that they're going to do, they're pursuing a web browser-based solution for iOS and to bring it to PC streaming a la Stadia. Um, he also said eventually they want to implement the, it's on the list of things to do is to implement xCloud technology and it's something actively being worked on by the team to allow you to demo games without having to have a dedicated demo, like maybe give you like a trial period time 
uh, I could see yeah. like maybe you get like 20 minutes with a game or something. And yeah. yeah, that should be enough to, or, you know, like maybe let you run through the tutorial or through like uh, a mission at some point, but you're using cloud architecture to load that. Uh, I could see that being a very real thing going forward, especially as this comes to more devices. So I expect mm -hmm. when we hear about xCloud coming to PC is probably when we're going to see the whole dynamic around demos shift and become a part of their strategy again and be like, well, no, wait, 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 we're gonna make this easier on devs. You don't have to make a dedicated demo unless you want to like continue to do your beta tests and your alphas and things like that. Let us handle people trying the final retail product. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, take, take know, a EA. EA play style approach yeah. almost like not, maybe not 10 hours worth, but maybe like two hours. Like for example, yeah. the star Wars squadrons demo, allowed me to play as much multiplayer as I wanted in that 10 hours, but I had to do the mm -hmm. tutorial mission first, where you play as both sides, and that is the only story mission you were allowed to play. You could not play any story beyond that without purchasing it. I think okay. that was a really smart way to do it. You got to try out both the Rebels, or both the Republic and the Empire. You got an introduction to the story, the main characters. You had to create your pilots for both sides. And then you can jump straight on into fleet battles with your friends or against AI opponents. Like, that is how a demo should work to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think that's usually how they do it is, yeah, if it's a multiplayer-style game, they give you, like, 10 hours. Yep. But if it's they, a, they if it's a regular a story players. game, if it's a yeah, single player, you only get, I think, like, an hour or two hours or something like that to play. Like, the certain games, they'll they'll give you those shorter periods of time but but yeah I, yeah i've i've really i've enjoyed that multiple times now i've you know i've taken advantage of having those those uh those demo you know kind of that that chance to get to play uh ea games and try them out you know coming soon the game it. pass by the way yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh i like ea you know, like I, I just like having all the Dead Space games right there, all the, you know, Titanfall games, all the, you know, like every single game that, that I love that EA has made over the years is basically there, except for a few that are like, you know, only PC ones, but. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe that Game Pass is a thing. Like, I still can't believe that Game Pass is a thing. I just, I, it's so yeah. like, I was like, I was scrolling through what yesterday, I think some game pass things. And I'm just like, man, I can't believe like, I can't believe doom eternal is on game pass right now. Right. Yeah. And I know, I, I know it's probably just to like celebrate the Bethesda acquisition or whatever, but like, man, game pass is such a good deal. If, if you, I don't understand if you own an Xbox and like you're into playing games, like why you don't have game pass, you know, like I, I mm -hmm. get, I get if you're like that one person who only likes to play like one or two games a year, right? Like, okay, maybe yeah. game pass isn't for you, but like, man, game pass is just like, it's, it's <laughs> the best. So, <laughs> Uh, guys, we have a few questions this week uh, that oh, I, nice. think, I think we could get to. Uh, I'm extremely excited for this first question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Austin. I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Josh, you always have a lot to say. <laughs> That's right. That's why you have me on here. 
<laughs> uh, Austin Fetter writes in. He says, hey, guys, always looking for a great Xbox podcast to listen to, and your show is awesome. I wish I would have found it sooner. My question is this. Is this the generation that ultimately brings to light what Xbox was trying to do the latter half of the Xbox One generation? Thanks, and have a good one. Uh, well, Josh, you said you had a lot to say, so I'm going to I'm gonna make you go first. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, uh, this is this is something that we've talked about a lot extensively since uh, since I started joining y'all pretty regularly about a month ago. Um, and this is something I've talked about ad nauseum uh, on Twitter. Uh, I've talked to people in Twitch chats about this. I've been on Twitch shows uh, just discussing this left and right. Like uh, Microsoft basically, to our knowledge, essentially looked at fall 2016 after they put out Forza Horizon 3 and Gears 4 as their big titles and knew that... Uh, excuse me, they put out Quantum Break earlier that year too, and basically said, okay, we're going to start looking ahead to the next generation. We're going to smack that reboot button. By this point, we had already heard about the cloud computing they were working on, that they had gotten Halo to work on a mobile phone, supposedly, uh, that Crackdown 3 was going to be using this tech, and that's part of why it kept getting delayed in addition to, you know, studios just not getting the work done. Uh, If you look at 2017, 2018, and 2019, for the most part, it is extremely barren. Uh, It was really hard to tell anybody uh, with a straight face, yeah, you should go buy an Xbox over a PlayStation 4. That mm-hmm. you should go buy this over the incredible single-player experiences you can get over there. The so Arguably one of the greatest first-party lineups of all time. In fact, I don't even know if it is arguable anymore. It really wasn't until... Gears 5 last year was kind of one of the turning points, but I really think introducing not only Game Pass, but when Game Pass Ultimate hit last year, that's the moment that I think people went, okay, this was kind of a weak E3, but with something like this and with the $1 upgrade, they're coming to play. They want to get as many people on this service as possible. And I think really this year we've seen people go from uh, Game Pass, okay, whatever, to oh my god. Like If you're not – if you are not interested in investing in Game Pass as a service and as the future of this platform – you're missing what Microsoft is doing entirely. What they're doing by combining Game Pass and xCloud, they're not getting rid of the physical hardware. Rather, I view it as it's a Steam box that actually works. Like, it, play, it will, you can play the same games on your PC, on your phone, on your Xbox console. Soon you'll be able to stream it to your PC. You'll be able to stream it to another screen. Like, I could play it on my MacBook Pro, probably. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. iOS gets support at some point in the distant future. Um there's just so much that they're working on right now and it's they weren't just focused on the next generation they were focused on like quite frankly they're focused on the future they're looking 10 to 15 years in the future but they're pulling that in now Mm -hmm. they're getting ahead of the curve like this is something that i i don't want to sound like a fanboy or rag on sony this is something that sony is not doing right now Mm-hmm. This is something where Microsoft has set themselves apart with the Xbox ecosystem is instead of just saying, boom, you have to buy our box. It's like, hey, there's an entry point for you. If, if you can't afford this, you can pay 15 bucks a month and play our games. So you, only have to, you only have to sign up for a year. You can pay that 15 bucks whenever you feel like it. And you can play on your phone or on your tablet. You can do mm-hmm. that. You can jump in. Your buddies want to play Gears of War or they want you to come play the new Halo with them and you can't afford a box. Guess what? You can play on mobile or on a tablet now. You can, pay, you can play for that one month or, hey... If you want to act like you're buying the game, like pay for four months, check out some of the other titles that we've got, like you're inevitably going to want to. And adding services like EA Play and the Bethesda library is only going to bolster that. Mm-hmm. But it's also another approach. The other thing that we heard all generation and rightfully so in 2017, 18, 19 and into the beginning of this year is Xbox has no games. They have no exclusives. 
And whether you agree with that or not, I think it's pretty indisputable that they had a really dismal selection of games for the back half of this generation. Like, the truly original games they did, like Quantum Break and Sunset Overdrive, and even the original Ori didn't really take off the way they hoped. Mm -hmm. See if... Thieves was a complete mess when it came out. And mm -hmm. what else? ReCore? Like, who is out here saying ReCore is a must-play game on this console? You know, quite frankly. It is a fun game. <laughs> right. But I, I'm saying, like, fun, no. fun is different than, like, a, oh, my God, like, you, you well, got, you, this is a must-play. This is a top 10 must-play It actually, I would say it is a must-play, but it, but the thing is, when it first came out, like, like uh, Sea of Thieves, it was a mess. Yeah, it was we, it was a complete know. mess, and people did not even bother trying it right. because you, I think it was such a mess at first. You, you combine that with the gaffes of the Master Chief Collection and of Halo, yeah. by Halo Five Guardians. Really, I mean, like Gears was Gears and Forza were like the only things that really came out this generation that worked right away or that were commercial successes. This year, though, you have had Ori, you have Ori and the Will of Wisps, you've had Gears Tactics, you've had Minecraft Dungeons, you Grounded has gone into early access. I, Battletoads, okay, like you either love it or you hate it at this point. Microsoft Flight Simulator, Age of Empires 3 uh, HD is coming out in a couple of weeks. In fact, this week, I think it's coming out next mm -hmm. Friday. Tell me uh, why. Yeah, tell me, why? God, tell me yeah. why. And uh, Wasteland 3, which is kind of a Microsoft game, kind of not. Um, yeah. Just a great lineup of games. Like, no, there's nothing that is like a God of War level game in there, but it is an extremely solid year and is, I think, arguably their best, most all-around year they've had since Xbox One launched. Really, like, of this decade, it might be their best overall year. Mm -hmm. they, you look at the end of the 360, there really wasn't a ton either. Like... Mm -hmm. It is what it is, and that's part of getting to the end of a console generation, but I think they looked ahead and said, okay, why should we pump resources into a dead console? Let's put out some more, I, I guess, like, not cheaper experiences, but... I would let's say B-tier experiences. Yeah, I would let's say put out some double-A experiences. I would say the year. only triple-A exper experiences they put out in the last, what, two years was Gears 5 and Forza Horizon 4. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah, her, so, uh, yeah Horizon 4 was, was 2018. Um, so Gears, I would say Gears 5, and honestly, I'd put Gears Tactics up there as a AAA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, personally. Yeah. But, I mean, or, Ori and the Will Bliss, as great as Ori is, like, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's one of my favorite games of the year. Like, that is a, frankly, that is, that is a, like, $30, $40 game. That is a double-A experience, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I They've done a really good job at capturing that small market showing that hey we can do this now we got to prove to you why we can do triple a's and if you look at the things they showed at the xbox game showcase yes a lot of those were cg trailers yes we still need to see gameplay on a lot of these but knowing what we saw there you combine that with the bethesda acquisition the strategic partnership with ea the actually kind of crazy amount of third-party marketing deals they've done this year for Cyberpunk, Destiny 2, Yakuza, Assassin's Creed, and Watch Dogs Legion. That's, mm -hmm. that's insane. You, you, you're doing that. You're getting some indies on your platform. Like, Hello Neighbor 2, like, that's not something that really appeals to me. But I know, like, my friend's kids are going to love that. They're going to eat that up. That's so weird how that game yeah. just kind of, like, blew up out of nowhere. It's like... Yeah, kind of out of nowhere. It's like... Mm -hmm. There's so many games that are like outside of our our ecosphere, I guess, of like yeah. that are like so big, and we just don't we're we're not invested well, in them. So like they and, just. And I, I would probably say, I'd probably say the last the last thing. I, I'm I'm going to cede the floor after this. 
Uh, I, pr I promise I, I will let you guys talk to your heart's content. Uh, the, the last thing I kind of want to note is another thing I think Microsoft did really smart that we're starting to see the fruits of now. Grounded is a good example here is of having their studios work on multiple projects at once, allowing passion projects to flourish. When they bought Ninja Theory, they obviously could have easily shut down Bleeding Edge. And I think a lot of us are like, oh, they probably should have. Uh, that is a game that was made by less than 20 people. Grounded is a game that was made by a team of 13. Like Obsidian has like three or four teams working. Like they're, they're doing, they're doing Avowed, they're doing Grounded. There is an unnamed RPG, supposedly, and we have the team that's dedicated to work on the Outer Worlds. Like, it, or, uh, it, I almost called them Wasteland. In Exile is working on something beyond just uh, post-launch support for Wasteland 3. They've got another one in development already, which Corey and I were talking about. Is uh, We think it's the one with, we have the one with Unreal 5, and then there's supposedly another one that's in development now from the Wasteland team. Mm -hmm. So uh, you have all these teams working on different things. We we strongly believe that the coalition is likely working on gears and another project. Mm -hmm. The initiative is working on something brand new. Rare is balancing multiple things now with Sea of Thieves overseeing what just happened with Battletoads and with um, Everwild. Mm -hmm. There there's so much going on. Like Ninja Theory me... has technically two or three games. Like I have the ahead. I have the list of of things that have been announced for series X uh, okay. I, and the, the stuff that came out this year uh, for Xbox game studios and the stuff that's announced for series X, not including the Bethesda acquisition. So mm -hmm. this year we had Ori bleeding edge gears, tactics, Minecraft dungeons, grounded flight simulator, battle toads. Tell me why wasteland three and age of empires three remastered announced for series X halo, infinite fable Forza avowed Senua's saga, Everwild, State of Decay 3, Dusk Falls, Psychonauts 2, and Age of Empires 4. And Project Mara. Yeah, uh, and more unannounced titles on the yeah. way, it says. So the, the last thing I'll leave you with is, and I guess this kind of ties into our second question, too, in a way. There, there are still unannounced things coming. Um, there is a rumored FanFest event that is happening at the beginning of November to lead into the console launching. Uh, we were promised Halo Infinite multiplayer before the end of the year. You, you can bet on that probably being revealed. Um, some release dates. I think some of these games are probably coming in the first half of next year. Uh, right? Because right now, Halo and uh, Psychonauts are about all that we know for the first half of next year. What, I if, would... mm -hmm. what if that fan fest, they're like, oh, by the way, Halo Infinite's multiplayer is in beta on launch day. You think, um, you think they would do that with the Destiny stuff they have? So, no. Uh, before they announced the, the the Destiny stuff, I actually thought going into the Xbox event in July that they would announce that. That, uh, mm -hmm. like, at the very least, like, hey, here's going to be some special weekends. We're going to do a beta. And then when they delayed it, I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll do that. And then I realized Microsoft really was leaning into the marketing for Destiny. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I think they want to keep eyes on They got that. They got, you know, Cyberpunk's coming out. I think they're just going to let it happen. I could see in December, because the only real next-gen game they have that's an exclusive is the Medium, which is coming out on the 10th of December. I could mm -hmm. see them on Christmas Day saying, hey, you just got a new Series X for the week between Christmas and New Year's Day. We're going to have the first of, first of three Halo Infinite betas. The first two days are going to be just for our Series X players and Game Pass Ultimate members. And then after that, bam, open it for everybody for the last five days. Yeah, I could, but I could, I could see them pulling see a fast that. one, saying, "Oh, 
by the way, every console is preloaded with the Halo 5, with the Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer beta. I could see them doing that, or a Warzone beta even. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing that just to build yeah. some hype. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to do you got to do something, and that that's a no brainer to me. You have that, mm-hmm. or you have like, hey, here's a demo of next gen Forza. Like Forza still like eight or nine eight or nine months away. We want to show you what it's gonna feel like though. Here's mm-hmm. here's a track. Here's a handful of cars. You can play it. Yeah, I just I actually just downloaded Forza Seven because it's mm-hmm. on Game Pass now. Forza mm-hmm. Seven's on Game Pass, everybody. It's I, I put a ton of time into Forza Three and Four, and then I just kind of like I don't know fell off because I mean you can only play simulation card games so long, right? Well, but like, well, in Horizon, Horizons, Horizons usually were. I think me and like a lot of us tend to end up going and putting mm-hmm. our time just mm-hmm. because it's got more, you know, it's a little bit more about the fun. Yeah, it's like a little bit fun more aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but I, dude, Forza Seven is a phenomenal game. Like it just it just feels great to play, and so mm-hmm. I like for me I want to see what this new Forza is like. Like you know, Josh, you just brought it up. Like I want to see what it's like. I want to see. You know, it's supposedly it's probably going to be what like a games as a service type game. I'm assuming since you know there's no number attached to it. It's coming to my, Game Pass. Yeah, my rough assumption is that because uh, we've already heard hints of them doing this with Halo. That mm-hmm. oh, uh, the Halo ring is expandable. Like we can have future expansions, and like I could just see them turning into another Master Chief Collection style thing. Now they finally have that stabilized, and they've brought on the guy who was responsible for a lot of that, that stabilization to head the multiplayer portion of infinite in those final stages. I could see him doing something like that. Forza. I absolutely think we don't need a million Forza's as a generation. Learn from Gran Turismo, put out one really, really good game and support it for years. Well, well, according, according to the, you know, the, the articles that I read they're they're not, they're not, they're not learning from, uh, from for uh, from the those games they're learning for they picked up people who worked on red dead and uh mm-hmm. and grand theft auto and like on all these big well-known uh um you know open world games that they're having helped them you know do something with with forza the new forza so like i was yeah. thinking like what what if like just just you know possibilities what if they actually made it a game that was like a grand theft auto and stuff but not obviously not like going running around shooting things up but like where you actually make a character and then like you can go to like different store things and you can look at cars on like the on the you know the show floor and you know like if you you use your winnings and stuff and you can like buy cars that way more in a more virtual world where then you you can kind of from that point on like you can like actually go different places in the world and like almost set up your own courses in that world and you know like and then you get in your cars like whatever car that's in your garage or whatever because you know they have the whole the whole house thing and and the Forza uh, Horizon games where you 
by the different houses and then you can you know certain ones have different aesthetics to them like what if they could like build more on that kind of stuff and almost go the the open world like actual like you know route with that where you make a character and you can be more interactive with the world as a character as what well, is you know besides actually just driving places and stuff like that like I like I could see them doing something like that where where they because I'll be honest with you like in the games the create a character has been awful in in mm-hmm. the Forza Horizon games and it just there's there's no real personality or or like there's nothing in those games right now that you can really kind of put yourself into them or or feel you know feel like you're actually putting a like a part of yourself and who you are into those games and if they could do something like that i think it could make it those games a little bit more interesting to actually be able to put a part of yourself in how things are done in the game or how you know how you want to perceive your character in the game you know things like that um I would like to see them do something more like that. Just have just have something where you can put a little bit more of your own personality into the game if you wanted to. Yeah. I think I think people always, you know, enjoy when they can have a good good character build and stuff and, like that. And, and I think that's I, I think you're gonna see a lot of that going forward. Like a lot of the studios seem to be working together now. We we'd heard about 343 was getting a lot of help from specifically the coalition and turn 10 trying to get halo infinite out the door for launch and it just didn't happen um with turn 10 being so closely knit with playground games who makes the horizon games obviously and them also making the new fable i think this is a no-brainer move to allow more immersion into games like if we're going to call this the most advanced generation ever and say this is the definitive experience for halo or for forza or for fable we have to del- you have to deliver on those i say we like i'm a part of the team or something uh, <laughs> you have to be able to deliver on those promises you, you can't put in a half-baked idea at that point if you're going to half-bake it i'd rather a feature like avatars not be in it at all yeah like, exactly actually make it something where i care about customizing it and not just something that i see in my pause menu or something like mm-hmm. make it make it immersive and like to yeah. that end if it's going to be something that evolves with me over the next couple of years like horizon 4 has gotten a monthly update every month since it came out if you're mm-hmm. going to continue doing stuff like that and like do maybe like hey we have this out but each year we're going to do like a $25 expansion with with new new real world tracks a new car pass uh new avatar interactions things like that like some online modes like mm-hmm. i would dig something like that i'd like a definitive horizon experience and just support it for 3 or 4 years with a, a $20 pack each year like do your blizzard mountains do your storm islands but give me that wacky shit like hot wheels and lego champions like mm-hmm. give me that, that stuff like make these experiences something i want to invest in and with Game Pass, like I, I've told this before, like I play a lot of four. I played a lot of Forza Horizon Four. I probably would not have bought the expansions if I had bought the game, just because I feel like I got enough for sixty dollars. I never paid for Horizon Four, so I was I went in and bought with my Game Pass discount and my you know with it being on sale through the Gold Ultimate Sale back in July. Mm-hmm. I went and bought 
the expansions for Horizon and end up getting the car pass and everything else with it because it was $17 I think for all that that's great like do more stuff like that and we will invest in these franchises and I think that's a strength that Xbox has finally realized yeah yeah I I definitely you know like the the thing is with uh with driving games obviously the you know like we're seeing we're seeing with some of the sports games that there's only so much that you can do as far as you know like making a story mode and some of that stuff but but i feel like the one thing that that the driving simulation you know type games has is like it's so basic that like you you ultimately can have like a rivalry type you know kind of mechanic almost in those games where you have like you know like where it's people racing for you know for whatever reason i think they have you know like racing's kind of an easy one to build little tiny story things into and they could they could easily have like a you know like this you know season there's a new rival who you know who this this guy is like you know hot wheels and you know like he loves hot wheels and whatever you know type of thing and you could bring bring different things into it that way but like you know almost like sponsors like they could they could have it like a sponsor type thing where you know when they bring in a new pack it's you know like let's say it's it's uh you know they wanted to partner with with some company or whatever and that 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 rival is you know like his sponsors are that company and or whatever and and you you know like they can just do do little fun tiny things that can kind of help get people excited for that new expansion and ultimately they don't have to do a whole lot you know but they can do do something fun that adds a little bit more to to you know what you're getting as an experience yeah uh, well, do we want to move on to our final question of the night? Yes. What? Unless you have anything to add, yes. No, I don't have anything to add. You guys said a lot, and I yeah, don't want to... Yeah, I know. Wanna... We kind of we devolved from the original. No, I just... But, yeah, like... I, I mean, I just agree with you guys on, on a lot of things, and yeah. th- I just I don't really want to repeat, you know? I, mm-hmm. That's something I'm trying yeah. to work on, is, like, not talk in circles and you know repeat what other people are saying i'm trying to work on that (laughs) so uh (laughs) our last question comes from greg osterman the third he says i'm trying to convince my brother to at least get a series s so we can play games together help me convince him on why xbox is a great choice this generation uh i mean I think it kind of goes back to the last question a little bit in terms of talking about Game Pass and unifying things. And, and, you know, if he doesn't even want to get an Xbox, he can play on PC. He can play on phones or a tablet at some point eventually. Uh, If he has Apple products, like, well, good luck with that uh, at some point. But, you know what I mean? Like, I think think a lot of it has to do with unifying the platforms, cross-play, including PC and the Xbox ecosystem. Uh, Series S is a great choice for an entry level kind of digital whatever. It's a, I mean, mm-hmm. by all accounts, right, Josh? I think you and I were talking about how uh, the Falconeer developers got it running at eight 
1800p and 120 frames a second or something. Yeah. Right. And like how just how powerful the box is for being their quote entry level box and uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I I think I think you know unless you really want those amazing single player exclusives right off the bat like Sony's going to have with uh Spider-Man and uh what Demon Souls Demon I think. Souls. Like I don't know why you wouldn't get an Xbox at this point, you know? Uh yeah, well, and, you know, like, the Xbox, <clears throat> like, a lot of people are joking about it, but it's basically going to become the RPG, like, the place to go for RPGs outside of Japanese, you know, yeah. like, made, built games, like, and, but even, even so. Also like, tell him I mean, it'll fit in his entertainment center. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> like, well, and, and, like, honestly, so, like, I believe, Josh, you're kind of in the same boat as me, but, like, the whole reason that I've stuck with Xbox and Xbox has always been my main is because I have always been more of a a social gamer, Mm -hmm. and, and Xbox has always spoke to someone like me who likes to play multiplayer games. Um, like... You know, I feel like their internet and, you know, like their services for the internet and uh, how how things are done, the, you know, the, the online chat, you know, features and all that stuff have always worked well for me. And, and like Sony is kind of like, you know, made, made their stance more on the like single player games that they just don't, they don't really focus as much on multiplayer stuff. And, and so like, I always tell people like, if, you know, like, honestly, if you are more into multiplayer stuff and playing with friends and stuff like that, I feel like the Xbox is always going to be the better place to go. Like, you know, and I mean, that's, that's my opinion, but I, you know, like I've just always, any of my friends who've been into multiplayer games, they've always been about getting an xbox or you know or pc obviously with with cross play now you know like the a lot of the third party games you know we're seeing cross play platform play like you know like the call of duty games and stuff like that um so like those aren't that big of a deal but xbox has a lot of multiplayer fun fun experiences that you can't get at at you know Sony, you can't get on PlayStation, and you can't get on on Switch. You know, like it. You know, Sea of Thieves is still like one of mine that I like to go back to as being just a all around fun game, no matter ultimately what age you are. Like it, it is just a fun game to play, and they've done so much to that game. And right now, like the full game isn't out. But grounded is shaping up to be like a phenomenal, amazing multiplayer experience, like that you can have with friends that you you're not going to get anywhere else. You know, like I just, you know, like the the thing is, it's just beginning a, a lot. This this new generation coming up, and there's already a lot of promise when it comes to the the multiplayer world. You know. And so, 
if if you you know if your friend is looking to do games like that where you guys can play together i think honestly the best console to go with right now would be the xbox you know for for that multiplayer experience because let's let's be honest too a lot of the third party games most likely might look better on the xbox too so than the than the playstation 5 i mean we don't know for sure yet but you know on paper the xbox should be more powerful and stuff so but you know yeah that stuff we'll see on but but i still think you know it's i mean to me it's like it, it people are gonna pick the console where their friends are you know mm-hmm. to me yeah and and i know that's like becoming less and less of a thing with crossplay becoming more uh prevalent and stuff and you know, mm-hmm. Destiny's supposedly getting it next year. Uh, Call of Duty already has it. Fortnite already has it. Like, you, you know what I mean? And f- what, mm-hmm. Apex is getting it, what, next week? Apex already has it. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah. you know, these big games are already getting it. The games that, quote-unquote, matter already have it. And so, like, it's becoming less and less of a thing. Uh, but how many people really know that? You know, I, I think you just need to... Mm-hmm. If you guys really want to play games together, you guys need to decide on what console is best for you guys, you know? So, uh. yeah, um, I think just just to end real quickly, I definitely agree with what Jesse was saying about if you if you guys are really into multiplayer games, I don't think there's a better place to do it because not only are you getting those third player, there's third party experiences like Call of Duty and Apex and Fortnite and, you know, Battlefront, Battlefield, like whatever you want to throw mm-hmm. out there you're also getting the exclusives in the Xbox library that are very multiplayer focused, which is something I felt like they kind of felt they kind of like stumbled away from in a bit uh, this last generation. But mm-hmm. you, you've got your Halos, you got your Gears of War, you, you've got, you know, Grounded, Sea of Thieves, the Forza, Forza Horizon. Uh, it looks like they got a few more coming out. You know, I think Gears mm-hmm. Tactics is multiplayer. Um, no, nope. yeah. totally single player. Oh, it's no, not. No. It's not. Yeah. Uh-uh. I thought it was multiplayer. Nope, it's a totally single player experience. Okay, uh, you've got you, know, you got Wasteland has a multiplayer function to it, uh, where you can play through the entire campaign together. Just things like that. I, I think getting back to that, but also what I keep coming back to with Xbox is just I would say the value of it. You you can enter in at that fifteen dollars a month on a mobile device or on your PC or for the three hundred dollar Series S, which on it, frankly I would I will recommend the Series S to anybody as if it's going to be their secondary console. Also. Like if you mm-hmm. just, don't forget all access too. You know, if yeah. if you have the credit all to do that. Just with a pricing plan, um, you can pay twenty five bucks a month, and you'll get the console, and you'll get two years of Game Pass. Um, just incredible. I mean, Game Pass. Like we say it every week, but Game Pass seriously is legitimately the best deal in gaming. For fifteen dollars a month, you're getting every first party title that Microsoft publishes day and date. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. getting their existing catalog. You're getting third-party partnerships, which, you know, those come and go, but they've had things like NBA 2K on there. They've had Grand Theft Auto V. They've had Red Dead Redemption, Metro Exodus. Like, they've had these big third-party games on there that kind of help mm-hmm. anchor it. On the 10th of November, you're getting EA Play added. Well, who knows for how long? But with yeah. that, you will not only get Madden and FIFA when they go into the vault. So no extra cost to you. You're getting the Star Wars suite of games. You're getting Bioware games, both current and legacy. You're getting the Dead Space trilogy. You're getting things like Burnout and Need for Speed. You're getting mm-hmm. game trials, Titanfall. which we talked about earlier. 
you're getting two legit one of the best first person shooters of the generation at least at the very least the best fps campaign and on top of all of that there's the bethesda acquisition so if you are somebody who is really into fps's rpgs or multiplayer i really feel like the choice is clear for at least a second console to be Mm -hmm. the series s i'm not saying like run out and buy one day one but there to me there is there are so many upsides to just sucking it up maybe even in a year and saying all right i'm gonna buy a series s i'm gonna buy a series s i'm not gonna buy any games for it i'm just gonna play on game pass that alone will net you ea's library bethesda's library and microsoft's you can buy your like one game a year of like if you if Call of Duty is your jam, you can buy Call of Duty. If you want to play Madden day one, you can buy Madden. But the other games are there waiting for you. Your free to play experiences like Fortnite, your Fortnites, your Destinies, your your Apex Legends, those are all cross play now with the well with the exception of Destiny. Destiny will be TBD in twenty twenty one. But mm-hmm. I digress. You have all of these awesome, awesome experiences all wrapped up for fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, I think to me, like for me, I'm, I'm not trying to pitch your brother a Series S. I'm trying to pitch him Game Pass, just like Microsoft does. The value you get there is insane. There is nothing that compare. I would rather pay $15 a month for this than pay $25 for Switch Online mm-hmm. for a year, mm-hmm. because the value I get is just out of this world. And I, I, I was still worried this the other day. I think I have bought maybe like three games in the past year, maybe. Yeah. Everything else has been Game Pass or EA Play. Yeah. I don't so. I don't buy anything if it if it's not on Game Pass, I don't buy anything unless it's on sale. Uh you know, I don't I just I, I rarely will spend sixty dollars on a title. It has well, to be something all the homies are getting, or that I'm gonna put like a hundred something hours into like a Bethesda title or C D Project Red. Mm-hmm. Well and you set your you set your Xbox upright and you can pay for one uh, one, you know, subscription of, of uh, uh, Game, Pass. Uh, Game Pass, and you can uh, technically play multiplayer on two different Xboxes and play those games. Yep. You know, like if you set it up right. But because, like uh, at my house, I have the one you know my my uh, son and stuff plays on, and or my daughter, and then you know mine that that I just have always logged into my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the, both of them can play all my Game Pass games and all that, or any game that I own, uh, even through a different account, you know, on the other one because that one's considered my main or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, we can both be playing on the both Xboxes at the same time, um, and play with each other if we want to, you know. So. So, I mean, like, you know, ultimately the thing is, is like, yeah, having Game Pass just opens up so many options to play together. Yeah, you I know, mean, that's, even that's a good point, alone. Jesse, too, right? Because, like, if if they want to share, like, a Game Pass account, right? Like, I mean, you just make sure whichever one is playing, like, like he could just buy the box and you could set it up to have a primary account on his, mm-hmm. on his brothers and then he can just play on his as long as he's connected mm-hmm. to the internet like he'll have no problem yep yeah mm-hmm. so yeah uh so yeah i mean that's kind of you know i i mean i know this is an xbox podcast and we're all xbox people but i still think that the value of what xbox is offering whether you like their first party lineup or not mm-hmm. is is not there's nothing that rivals it right i mean there's there's nothing yeah nothing so yeah nothing uh, 
So yeah, like even even I mean PlayStation, you know, hopefully they're going to start making some moves here. You know, they have they have added a bunch of you know the um, the PS4 games that will be available on on the PS5 you know at launch, but but they still it's still nothing compared to you know what Game Pass is offering you. You know, yeah. so yeah. I mean they're you know maybe maybe that will change and and we will see some you know some true rivalry in that department but for right now like there yeah there's no denying that that for your money your money spent there is nothing that gives you the the deals that you're getting through xbox right now yeah. you know yeah nothing <sighs> all right well I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for writing in. Remember, you can email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at arsenalxpodcast to have your question read on the show. Uh, remember to enter our giveaway. Uh, what else is there? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> thanks for watching and are listening to Arsenal X. Uh, remember, you can catch us live every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central. Uh Join the chat to be part of the conversation, be part of the fun. You can also catch the show on Tuesday mornings on your podcast service of choice and on our YouTube channel. You can check out BossRushGames.com for our entire slate of shows, including Nintendo Power Block, Crossroads, the PlayStation Podcast, 1v1, Trash Talk, our sports show, Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast, and of course, the Boss Rush Podcast, among others. Mm -hmm. Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me almost everywhere as Phantom and XS, including on Xbox. <laughs> Josh, where can we find you? Uh, as always, at Josh underscore Finn with two N's on Twitter and every week on the Tower Casuals as we do the ramp up to Beyond Light in the Series X launch. Yes. Also, I my Series S is still on pre-order, so we're safe. safe. We're safe. <laughs> Checking safe. back in with next-gen console watch. It does not show up in my orders, but my order number still exists. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't trust the Microsoft store at all. I'm calling them in the morning. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Well, and <laughs> I was going to say, I was just going to add, and if you're going to listen to Tower Casuals, like going grocery shopping, eat first before you listen. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're going to be hungry if you don't. Hey, Sandwich Casuals was very limited last week, okay? <laughs> very, very limited. So, uh, you can find me at I am Corey in HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can catch me on various things here on Boss Rush Games. Uh, remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen or watch or consume or I don't know, whatever else you can do with this show. Put it in your ears. We're going to throw up the X. Do it, Josh. Do it. No. Do it. No. Do it. Because <laughs> we were exiting out of here. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>